0: While you're standing right now, we acknowledge the presence of the Holy Spirit here. It's so important that we acknowledge the precious presence of the Spirit of God. Even though we may not see Him with our physical eyes, He is in the realm of the greater reality. He is in the spiritual realm. Lord, I pray that you would open spiritual eyes and understanding that we would realize that we are not alone in this room, but the very presence of God is manifest here by your Holy Spirit. I pray that people that are struggling right now, that you would show them that they they are more with us than is with the enemy. I thank you, Father, for the authority of God in this place. We just declare that forces of the enemy are broken in the name of Jesus, strongholds are broken. We do know that it is the anointing that breaks the yoke. What is the anointing? It is the person. It is the person and power of God to accomplish God's kingdom purposes. Let me say it again, what is the anointing? It is the person, his personhood and his power To accomplish the kingdom purposes of God and so father we just want to say to you heavenly father we honor your name father we honor you we honor you maybe you just like to lift up your hands to the Lord and we just say father we honor you there is no one like you in all of the heavens and the earth while our hands are lifted we say Jesus, Lamb of God, we honor You. Oh, there's no one like You in all of the heavens and the earth. We honor You. You know how important it is to honor the presence of God. We also declare that precious Holy Spirit, we honor You. We honor You. And I thank You, Lord, that You have a purpose today. And so we just say, let that purpose come down in our midst today. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done here in this place. I thank you, Lord, for many hungry hearts that are here today, people that are hungry, people that are ready to meet with you. And I thank you that we will not be disappointed because those who hunger and thirst after you and after righteousness, they shall be filled. And so we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah, just before you take your seats, won't you uh, just honor Pastor Shannon and Pastor Gebhardt in his absence, honor your pastoral couple today, come on, you can do better than that, empower, we bless you, you may take your seats, I'm so grateful to the Lord for the wonderful relationship that He has brought about between this congregation in power and Choose Life Church, I believe that this is something that God has brought about. It's not man's idea. It's not man's idea, it's God's idea. And so when we submit ourselves to God's ideas, we see God's results. Now, it would be out of protocol if I did not express our sympathy. And so today, perhaps Pastor Eric is watching online at home, but on behalf of uh, our family, the Rabid family and Choose Life Church, we want to say to Pastor Eric and to the children, we express our love and our compassion to you. We are really deeply sorry for the passing of your precious wife, Pastor Corneille. Our hearts are sad together with you. There is a sense of everyone carrying something in their hearts today of mourning with you who mourn. But we want to honor Pastor Corneille as a wonderful woman of God. And let me say this, she certainly fought the good fight of faith. Come on, put your hands together. She fought the good fight of faith together with her husband, and we honor that. I wanna tell you, it is righteous to believe God. Even when everything else goes against what you've seen, it is righteous to believe God. You may be seated, and that righteousness is accounted to us. Um, That faith is accounted to us as righteousness. So we also express our sympathy to the leadership Pastor Gebhardt, Pastor Shannon, and the whole Empower Church family. I do know that your pastor, Pastor Gebhardt, is burdened for you. He's been on the phone to me so many times this week. He wanted to make sure that everything was going to go well today because he's not here. And especially coming back a little earlier from his trip in America. But it's wonderful to know that Pastor Gebhardt is a good shepherd of the flock here. Amen. He's a good shepherd, pastor, and prophet. And so he will be with you uh, later this week. I believe it is late on Thursday. And will be ready to be part of the celebration of life service that will take place later in the week. I do want to share this that I saw a vision and it was in the month of May. So I had a little note on my desk and it just said, pray for Corneille and Eric. That's what it said and since January the note was there and uh, at times when I would look at that I'd be reminded and I'd pray for them and so uh, and I know all of you were praying as well it's wonderful when the people of God come together in prayer. So I was praying but then the Lord showed me a picture and in this vision I saw Pastor Eric was lovingly carrying his wife, Coronet up to the gates of heaven. It was very beautiful. It was a beautiful picture. And what struck me is how he had so much love and affection and care for his wife. And his wife was not strong in his arms. She was sort of draped over his arms and she was stepping, he was stepping closer and closer to the threshold of heaven. And it wasn't an easy time, but what struck me is his love, his compassion for his wife. And there at the threshold of heaven, he handed her over to the precious Lord Jesus and she was received with great joy in heaven. And I shared that with one or two people. I didn't feel to take it further. Sometimes you know God gives you a picture and you must share it. Sometimes it's just for you to hold in your heart. But we know that right now that there is a a sensitivity in our hearts and there is a mourning. And the Bible says that's right. We do mourn with the Funrain family. We do mourn with them with what is happening. But I also just want to declare... Release, maybe just lift up your hands to receive from the Lord. Father, I speak over the Fun Rain family and I speak over Empowered Church right now in the name of Jesus. I speak a release of the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Now you just receive that right now. I also speak a release. And i declare the peace of god over all of you and i say peace of god thank you for comfort thank you for peace for this body that you do right now lord and lastly i declare and release over empowered church the victory of our lord and our savior jesus christ who has conquered the grave and defeated sin, and He is victorious forevermore. Now go ahead and give God a hand of praise. Come on, like you mean it. Oh, come on, you can do better than that. He is the victorious one. There's nobody like our God. Ah, there's nobody like our God. But we declare peace and comfort, and uh, also just want to take a moment to honor. Apostle Neville Goldman, Apostle Neville, who's in the service. It's a joy to fellowship with you today. And, and um, I, in the few times that we've had opportunity to be together, I, I really love your spirit. I love your heart. And I thank the Lord for you. You're a seasoned minister of the gospel. And also, you're a great blessing to our country. So give him another hand of appreciation. Bless you. All right, is anybody ready for the Word of God? I want to ask you, how many of you can say, I have a passion for the Word of God? How many of you can say that I really love the Word of God? You see, the Word of God is so powerful that God says, I have set my Word above my name. Do you realize the Word of God in our lives makes a massive difference? I tell you what show me a christian who has very little of the word of god in them and i'll show you a weak christian show me a christian who has a lot of the word of god in them and i'll show you a strong believer in christ and so i want to tell you love the word of god i remember when my dad prayed for me i was 23 years uh 22 years of age in 1997 he prayed for me and he prayed for my wife mandri he ordained us into ministry with the eldership team And I'll never forget these words. He said, John, be a Bible man. John, be a Holy Spirit man. I'll never forget those words. What was important? The Bible. What was important? The power of the Holy Spirit. Because together, that can impact a person's life. Amen. So this morning, I'm sharing with you what I've entitled, Powerful Truths from Peter. How many of you would like to hear this message powerful truths from Peter would you say this with me please powerful truths from Peter oh come on say it a bit louder powerful truths from Peter now I have been over the last while doing an in-depth study of Peter's letters 1st Peter and 2nd Peter I have been greatly blessed by what I discovered I've really spent hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours studying, getting into these epistles. And I trust that it'll not only have been a blessing to me, but it'll be a blessing to you as well. And I've also been personally challenged. I believe that we should read the Bible and we should realize, ah, I can change here. God can make me more into His image in this way. And so as I've been doing in this in-depth study, uh, I saw that Peter was writing to believers that were spread across Asia Minor. That's modern day Turkey. And he was encouraging them to stand firm in the last days, in the end times. Now the end times have been carrying on for a long time, but maybe it's fair to say that we are in the last of the last days. Come on, somebody. And so he was helping people and he was encouraging them to stand firm in the midst of two things. Number one, persecution that was coming against the church. And by the way, today, persecution is rising against the church, in case you haven't noticed. And also, he was encouraging them concerning many false teachings that were around. And he was helping them to discern truth from error so that they would not be swayed by every wound of doctrine. And so here... Peter had a heart for the people of God. And don't forget, many years earlier, what happened? Jesus spoke to Peter and He said, Peter, if you love me, you've got to really look after my people, tend my lands, feed my sheep, look after them, tend them, take care of them. And so here, Peter is writing in 1 and 2 Peter. It's about 32 to 33 years later. Peter has matured so much in his walk with God. And a lot of things have happened. And Peter is here and he is taking seriously to protect the body of Christ. I wanna tell you, sometimes when we read a passage of scripture, we forget how this is connected. So Peter is writing in First and Second Peter. This is the same Peter who was one of Jesus' disciples. He was part of the inner circle together with James and John. This is the same Peter who walked on the water who's writing to us today, the same Peter who chopped off the high priest's ear. (laughs) This is the same Peter that got up boldly on the day of Pentecost and he declared and he preached boldly under the power of the Spirit. This is the same Peter whose shadow healed people. The sick would come just under his shadow and they would be healed. And this is the same Peter that saw Jesus transfigured on the mountain before him. He saw Jesus transfigured in all his glory together with the other two great men of God. And so Peter was overwhelmed. He saw Jesus in all his glory. And some people said, well, that was actually a preview of the second coming. Because that's how jesus could say that some some of you will not die until you've seen the son of god coming in all his glory and peter james and john they saw it before they died great insights that we see in the word of god and so this is the same peter who's talking to us today so may i share with you four powerful truths would you say four powerful truths four powerful truths from peter's letters number one god's divine power. Would you say that with me? God's divine power. You see, God's divine power, listen carefully, God's divine power has given you everything you need to live a godly life some of you are still believing lies that you cannot get on top of this or you cannot get on top of that or you cannot get on the top of the next thing or because my mother battled with this, I will also battle with this. Some of you are believing lies, but would you just come and believe the Word of God that His divine power has given you everything that you need to be on top, to live victoriously, to live a victorious life. (laughs) And in Peter, this is one of the most beautiful truths. The Scripture is on your screen, 2 Peter 1, verse 3. As His divine power has given to us all things. Thank you, Jesus. You're not stingy. All things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue. I want to tell you, you take the Scripture, you meditate on it for a couple of days, and it could transform you out of that addiction that is holding you back. God's Word is that powerful and more, that powerful and more. God's divine power. Are you trying to get out of things that are holding you back by your power? You will fail miserably. You need God's divine power to be victorious over the enemy. And so God's power is supernaturally released in us to empower us to live a life that pleases God how many of you can say I want to live a life that pleases God any God pleases out there I want to be a God pleaser amen and so the amazing thing is that in other words His power energizes us the dunamis, the power of the Holy Spirit energizes us to live a holy life and because as a believer we have God's divine power I want to tell you A believer cannot say, I am a slave to addiction. You can't say that. You cannot say, I am a slave to immorality. You cannot say, I am a slave to rejection. Listen to me. You cannot say that I am a slave to brokenness because it is simply not true. It is simply not true because God's divine power, His divine power has given us everything for those chains to be broken. And I speak over people's lives today. Chains are being broken in the matchless name of Jesus who does the work even now by His Holy Spirit. And there's this song. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. And there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Sing it like you mean it. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. Break every chain. Break every chain. And again, one more time. There is power in the name of Jesus. Oh, there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. To break every chain. Break every chain, break every chain, break every chain, to break every chain, to break every chain, to break by His divine power, to break, to break every chain, to break every chain, to break every chain. Oh yeah, taking to church to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Last time, break every, to break every chain. To break every chain, to break every chain. Ooh hoo <gasps> yeah. Ooh, we breaking chains, we breaking chains. And so, Father, I thank you that because of your divine power, chains are being broken right now in the name of Jesus. So this is, you can take a seat. Now, this is important to realize that there is no bondage that is too strong. Listen, no bondage that is too strong for God's divine power because nothing compares to His power. And so you say, well, in terms of God's divine power, how do I access it? And it's actually very simple. We access it by knowing God. Jesus the scripture says in verse 3 through the knowledge of him who called us is it that simple yes through the knowledge of Jesus we access the divine power and so when you come to know Jesus you get to access his divine power and his divine power enables you to live a a holy life. And I wanna tell you, you will never be able to live holy apart from Jesus. Jesus is the key. And as you get to know Jesus, you become like Him. Tell the person next to you, we're becoming like Jesus. Tell them that. Number two, God's own special people. Say this out loud with me. Come on, even in the back. Come on, I want this on my screen. Can we have this on the screen? God's own special people. Here we go. God's own special people. Would you say, I am special? special. As you point to yourself, I'm special." special. Now, this is another beautiful truth, a powerful truth from Peter. 1 Peter 2 verse 9, it says, but you are, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. So you can actually wave like King Charles. A royal priestess. A holy nation. And then these four words. His own special people. Hallelujah. His own special people. That you may proclaim the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. So this passage speaks about who you are in Christ. It speaks about our identity and there's something that I've discovered in years of ministry that when we more effectively understand our identity we operate in that identity the enemy wants to keep you in ignorance but the Spirit of God wants to lead you into all truth and show you who you are meant to be And so He wants to reveal to you that you are God's own special people. And so the Passion Translation says, listen, but you are God's chosen treasure. Priests who are kings, a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience His marvelous light. And now He claims you, listen to this, as His very own. Oh, Jesus claims us as His very own. He did this so that you would broadcast the glorious wonders, His glorious wonders throughout the world. One of the things is, yes, when we come out of darkness, we proclaim the light. Now, it talks about marvelous light. Why? Why? marvelous light because it is so intensely bright because it is so holy, the light of God and because it is so pure in its holiness for instance imagine you are stuck in a dark dungeon there's absolutely no light you've been there for weeks maybe you've been held there by some nation overseas i don't know in iran or something and you hold you held There's completely no light and then what happens is one day in the brightness of a sunny day at noon when the sun is shining at its brightest you are brought out of that dungeon and you are brought out of darkness into incredibly intense marvelous light I want to tell you, God has taken you out of darkness. You don't belong there anymore. You're out of darkness. He's brought you into His marvelous light. He hasn't brought you out of darkness into 50 shades of gray. No. Come on. He's brought you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Praise God for His marvelous light. Now, there's this well-known scripture in 2 Chronicles 7 verse 14. And you know the scripture, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. Now, that scripture, we often hear it around the time of elections. Am I right? Elections are coming up. We're gonna hear this a lot more. It's wonderful. It is a powerful scripture when we face challenges in our nation. It's a powerful scripture to begin to quote and stand on and believe. But there is this phrase, that is often overlooked. It says, if my people who are, here we go, called by my name. Say that with me, called by my name. You know what? This is often overlooked. We're so focused on the healing and what God needs to do in the nation, but we are called by His name. So let's not overlook it right now. Let's appreciate it and realize, ah, we are called by your name. You know what this implies that you child of god are incredibly special because you are called by the name of god and let me tell you this listen there is no other people group on the face of the earth that carry the name of the lord our god it is you and you as believers in jesus christ come on it is you it is you it is you we carry the name of the lord our God. wow We are called by His name. What a privilege. Thank you, Lord, that we're your special people. Oh, we're special. We're special. Don't believe what that teacher said to you in, uh, you know, grade six that said, you're stupid. You're never gonna amount to anything. No, we cut off those lies. We declare that we are special in Jesus' name. God has a plan for us. (laughs) Now, oftentimes we base our accomplishments On things like our job, our possessions, our education, our social status, but that is simply not right because our value should be based on being God's child. Even though your parents may have spoken things over you which may have been really hurtful and harmful, I want to tell you that you discover your identity through being. God's child and you discover your value you see where value is not known and purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable but when you understand purpose and when you understand value then abuse doesn't take place because you operate in line with the divine design of God's purpose and plan, praise God and so you have tremendous value because of whose you are not because of what you have done. It says in Exodus 19, verse 5, it says, But you shall be a special treasure to me above all the people. Would you tell somebody next to you, say to them, You are special to God. Tell them that. Amen. You are special to God. Number three, it's a very important point. And As we're about to say number three, I I wanna encourage you to realize that it even has relevance to what is going on and happening in the church right now. Number three, going through fiery trials. Would you please say this out aloud with me? Going through fiery trials. Now there's something that I discovered in this in-depth study of Peter. And I discovered this, this phrase in which basically Peter was saying, he was saying, listen carefully. He said, don't be shocked when you go through fiery trials. Are you serious, Peter? <laughs> don't forget he's speaking under inspiration of the Spirit. Don't be shocked when you go through fiery trials, but instead rejoice because you are sharing in Christ's suffering. The Apostle Paul said that I may know Him and he included the fellowship of his sufferings now let's look at the verse it's on your screen 1 peter 4 verse 12 to 13 it says beloved do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial this is interesting people do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you but rejoice to the extent that you partake in Christ's sufferings, and when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. And so I found I find these verses remarkable. And these were the few verses I read, and I thought, wow, because of that richness right there, I'm gonna go right through First Peter and right through Second Peter. I'm gonna learn, I'm gonna discover everything that I can discover. And so, uh, may I give you my own translation of those uh, verses? So this is John's NIV. Have you heard of John's nice, interesting version? Okay. But here's my take on it. When life gets really difficult and you are going through the fire, don't think that God has left you. Instead, be joyful because you get to share in the sufferings of christ jesus the lamb of god there's another scripture which bears reference here relevance isaiah 43 verse 2 to 3 it says when you this is speaking to you when you pass through the waters i will be with you and through the rivers they shall not overflow you and when you walk through the fire you shall not be burnt nor shall the flame scorch you For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. And I know that there's some of you that can relate to this. How many of you can relate to the Scripture today where you feel like there's been some waters trying to come over you? You feel like there's been some rivers that have tried to overflow you. Come on, church. And you feel like it's almost been overwhelming, like I can't cope, like I can't handle it anymore. And you feel like there's flames that are coming up against you. And you feel like I'm not going to make it, but I have good news today to declare to you that the Lord the Almighty God is your savior and he will bring you through to a flourishing end. Come on, come on, come on you too quiet. Give the Lord a hand of praise. He is going to bring you through. He is going to bring you through. Oh! He's not going to let you be overwhelmed because he's faithful. If you could put God under a microscope and look at Him like that, which you can't do, it's impossible, you would look and you would see under the microscope faithful, good, loving, true, abounding in mercy. You would see that. Praise God. Now, sometimes when we face these really tough times, these fiery trials, we tend to think that maybe God is angry with us Or we think that maybe we've done something wrong, but you could be completely mistaken, child of God. I do realize that sometimes we can make unwise decisions and end up in situations that we didn't even need to be there if we just listened to the voice of God. But sometimes it's not at all the case that you've done something wrong. Sometimes it's because you have done something right and you are following Jesus that you're facing a fiery trial. It's because you follow it, you're in the purpose, you're in the plan of God. And Sometimes that is exactly what is happening because I'm doing what God wants me to do. There is a fiery trial. And the Scripture says, Don't think it's strange concerning the fiery trial. Holy Spirit, please give us revelation of this. Listen, child of God, God is saying to you, don't think it's strange concerning the, fu- the fiery trial. You know what? Maybe we are actually privileged to share in Christ's suffering. I know that's very different for the natural mind to understand, but the spirit mind understands it instantly. You know, I get it. I get it. The spirit man receives the things of the Spirit of God. And so maybe you're actually privileged to partake in Christ's sufferings for righteousness' sake. You know, the Apostle Paul, he faced several uh, difficulties in his life. He, He didn't have it easy. Yet he did have abundance. And in his life, we know he went through severe hardships. He received 39 lashes on five occasions. He was beaten with rods. He was stoned. He was shipwrecked three times. I think that's pretty severe. Come on, just be real with me for a moment. That's pretty severe. Yet, Paul wrote this. For our light and momentary troubles. Come on, Pastor Shannon, are you listening to this? For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs all of this. And even though there's been some things that have happened in the last week or so in this church which are very difficult to understand, I'm telling you that the glory of God is going to be revealed and it is achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs all of them. Put your hands together and bless them. Now, Admittedly, suffering is not a popular topic. <laughs> suffering is not popular, but if the word suffering appears 21 times in First Peter alone, which is only five chapters, then we need to take note of it. Listen to the statement. If we suffer, it shows our identification with Christ and it shows that our faith is genuine. I believe pastors, church leaders, should not shy away from speaking about suffering. Otherwise, it will produce shallow Christians who cannot endure the times of adversity. How many of you say, I'm not gonna be a shallow Christian? No, 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 my roots are down into the word, down into the spirit. And so many times, I think sometimes when the younger generation, when we try to get them saved and so on, we forget to tell them that, hey, listen, part of what we go through, there is suffering as well. And God said there will be trials and tribulations. And because we never tell them about that, then the first time they encounter hardship, then they think, ah, I've got to stop serving God. But I declare and I release over you as in power that you will not be shallow. You will be deeply rooted in the Word of God and in the Spirit of God. And you will endure the times of hardship. It's only by Jesus. It's only by Jesus. And so the Apostle James, he talks about counting it all joy. You know that scripture that challenges you? (laughs) Count it all joy when you face trials and testings of varying kinds and so on, but knowing that the testing of your faith produces basically this, uh, uh, mature and complete disciples. Some of you think that God is very focused on external matters in your life. Yes, He's involved in those matters too. But I want to tell you that God is looking to shape Christ in you. He's looking at something far deeper then oftentimes what we look at, He's looking at shaping Christ in you. And so we can choose to see trials as something terrible or something beneficial. But I want to encourage you, Empower Church, would you embrace God at this time? And would you also embrace every season of your life that he takes you through because it's according to his purpose and his plan we have to embrace it don't run away from it don't be a Jonah that runs away but be somebody who says I will do it God be it unto me like Mary said according to your word count it all joy why because your character's been shaped Count it all joy. Why? Because Christ is being formed in you. Count it all joy. Why? Because you are becoming mature. Tell the person next to you you're becoming mature. Tell them that. And in terms of this going through the fiery trials, I think of my own life. Here I was in 1997. I was 23 years of age. 22, sorry. My dad was 57 at the start of a march for Jesus. He fell down on the grounds of the union buildings and collapsed and died of heart failure. And there my dad was gone, 57. My dad had felt that he would raise me up to take over the church from him. But then after that, things went wrong. I was sidelined, my family was sidelined, my dad was dishonored. And i don't say this to get back at anybody let me tell you i'm so far through that I, I i bless and i love and i celebrate and i bless where i come from absolutely because god wouldn't have blessed me to the extent that he has if i had still been sitting in bitterness absolutely not but you know what there i was i was sidelined my heart was grieved and i was struggling and in that time i used to think you know what what i'm going through It's like the very hand of the devil himself. And I would try to bind and loose and march around and trust that the walls are gonna fall down and so on. But you know what? Others intended it for my evil, some did. But the wonderful thing is that God intended it for my good. And do you know that today I rejoice because God birthed a new wineskin in terms of Choose Life Church, and there is new wine in the new wine skin. Come on, give God a hand of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so God intended it for my good, but also I was going through a fiery trial, and now today I know that I was sharing in Christ's sufferings. Listen to verse 13. But rejoice to the extent that you partake in Christ's sufferings, that when His glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. And I want to tell you, folks, after some of these things and fiery trials that we are going through, when God's glory is revealed, we are going to rejoice with exceeding joy. And how many of you prepared to right now rejoice in advance for what God is going to do in your life? Rejoice in advance for his plan, it's gonna be fulfilled. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. He's not a man that he should lie. And then the last point, which is a brief one. Chase, chasing after holiness. Would you please say this with me? Chasing after holiness. Say it again. Chasing after holiness. It says in 1 Peter 1 verse 14 to 16, as obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lusts as in your ignorance but as he who called you is holy here it comes you also be holy in all your conduct because it is written be holy for i am holy thank you for your holiness god right here i want to tell you that god is a holy god and right now he is blazing with the fire of holiness right now can you get a picture he is blazing he's not just this tad little bit holy no he is blazing in glorious fire of holiness and it says in hebrews twelve twenty nine in the passion it says for our god is a holy devouring fire you see he cannot be associated with sin and evil, he cannot be associated with that which is unclean. You know what? Right now in heaven, the angels they are busy worshiping the holiness of our God. Now it doesn't stop day and night, and night and day, they're worshiping the holy God, and they are saying this: they're saying, holy, holy holy is the lord god almighty i used to think about that listen now i used to think that maybe the angels are sort of programmed you know they get plugged in and (laughs) come on somebody they get plugged in and then they programmed to say holy and then and then the instruction by gabriel is okay you say holy okay then after you then it's you then it's you okay then it's these three then it's there you know what I heard from a man who had studied angels for many years he had made it his life's passion to study what the Word of God says about angels and he says the angels are not programmed but as they stand there in the glory of the King of Kings and the great I am as they stand there and they behold the Lamb of God they cannot help but cry out as they see a dimension of the glory of God and they cry out and they say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And then another angel on this side, they see another facet of the glory of God and they say, did you see that? Yes, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is. And somebody else looks at another facet of the glory and the holiness of God and they say, holy, 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 is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory. Ah, We serve a holy God. We serve a holy God. But I want to tell you against the backdrop of this, you need to set your sights on being holy. You need to set your sights on being holy. And I want to tell you this, that it says in uh, verse 15, it says, shape your lives To become like the Holy One. This is in the Passion. Shape your lives to become like the Holy One. Living a holy life means that we reflect the character and nature of God in an increasing way. And I want to tell you hey, child of God, don't tell me you need Puzza Thursday. Don't tell me you need Puzza Thursday, that binge drinking on Thursday nights. I tell you what, God has called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Don't go back to your old ways. Be who you are. You are a holy nation, a royal priesthood. You are special unto God. And so as I'm drawing to a close, I want to say that when God says, Be holy as I am holy. He is simply calling forth your potential. Do you know this? It would be completely unfair to expect holiness if we were incapable of being holy. But God understands your ability in Christ. And so that's why He calls forth that holiness. God understands that He's given you everything that you need for life and godliness and living a life that pleases God. And so I want to encourage you, call forth that holiness in your life. Call forth that holiness in your life. Call it forth in your children. Call it forth in your children. Tell your children, don't say you are bad or you are this. No, no, no. You call forth the purposes of God. My sons, they're a little older now, 23 and 21, but I cannot tell you how many times as they've walked out of the house to go somewhere, visit a friend or go and do something. This is what I say to them. I said, remember, you're a righteous young man. I'm talking to their potential. So I don't say, don't do this, don't do that. I say, remember, you're a righteous young man. Because there's something that happens when we discover our identity and we begin to come into agreement with it. And it says, thank you, Lord. I am a righteous young man. I am a holy person. And then when that temptation comes across your desk to bribe somebody, Somebody's trying to get you to sign off this tender. Ah, you say, no, 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 this shall not happen because I am a holy priesthood, a royal nation. I'm a people belonging to God, God's own, own special people. But you know what? As I end off, the good news in all of this is the Holy Spirit empowers you. I'm so glad that God didn't call us up to this certain standard and said, you gotta try in your own strength. How many of you are grateful for the help of the precious Holy Spirit, the Parakletos, the one who comes alongside to help us? And I wanna remind you, Empower Church, as you go out into this week ahead, you are not alone. You are not doing this in your own strength. But His divine power has given you everything you need to live a godly life. He's given you everything you need to live a godly life. And we have the Holy Spirit to make this the reality. Do you know that the Old Testament saints, they didn't have the Holy Spirit? But we do. We are set up for victory. And I'd like to ask that you end off by telling the person next to you, you're empowered to be holy. Tell them that. Now go ahead and give the Lord the biggest hand of praise you have so far this morning. Come on, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Come on, come on. Put your hands together and just bless Him. Just bless Him. you too quiet. Come on. you too quiet. Oh, we bless you. We bless you. We bless you, God. And we thank you for the victory that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor Shannon.